The people in Zechariah's time, in the time of our Old Testament lesson, they knew what it meant to be prisoners. They were prisoners without hope. But to these people, God gives an optimistic promise. God promises these people, a people who have spent 70 years away from their home, that they would receive God's promised king, a descendant of David. And on that promise, they were to be a new kind of prisoner, a prisoner of hope. I want you to really consider with me those two words, prisoner and hope. Those words do seem to be complete opposites of each other, don't they? On the one hand, you've got prisoners, stuck, enslaved. And on the other hand, you've got hope, looking forward to something. And yet here, Zechariah puts these words together. What does it mean to be a prisoner of hope? And how does that compare with being just a prisoner? Well, consider this story from the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, there was a man by the name of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Jacob, who was the son of Isaac, who was the son of Abraham. And Joseph was loved by his father, and yet he was hated by his siblings. Joseph literally had big dreams. He had this one dream where the sun, the moon, and the stars were all bowing down to him, symbolic of what he believed would happen to him. And his brothers, they hated him for it. And those, those dreams, that hope that Joseph had, it eventually led him to be put into a waterless pit stripped naked, left for dead, and sold into slavery for 20 silver coins. Joseph, at that moment that he was put into that pit, he became a hopeless prisoner. And as if things couldn't get any worse for Joseph, they did. Eventually things started to go better while he was enslaved in Egypt. He was made the ruler over a house, but the ruler of the house, his wife, wanted to have sex with Joseph. Joseph rightly spurned the wife, saying, it is to commit adultery, and I cannot do that. But the wife seemed to have the last word because she accused Joseph of the sin, and the master believed his wife instead. So therein Joseph became an, a prisoner again. And yet, what's amazing throughout all this is Joseph never seemed to lose hope. Joseph never lost hope. He kept on looking forward to God's promises. He looked at the bigger picture. You see, Joseph, he remembered something that had happened to him. He was made to be part of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's family. And because he was part of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's family, he had hope for the future that he would be blessed. And although Joseph remained a, prey, a prisoner and a slave, living apart from his family, lying in an emotional a pit of despair, Joseph held on to his promise 
because he knew that God would never renege on one of his promises. For 14 years, Joseph remained a prisoner, ensnared by the forces of evil, and yet Joseph continued to trust in God's deliverance. And after 14 years, that did occur. God took Joseph, the prisoner, the prisoner of hope who had been sitting in the bottom of a waterless pit, and he put him up at the top of a stronghold so that he could save both he and his family and his brothers and his sisters and their children by bringing them all out of a famine. It was almost as if Joseph himself believed in the promise of Zechariah 1,400 years before it even was spoken. Joseph believed because he had been circumcised into Abraham's family. As for you, because of the blood of the covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. Today we want to run across another prisoner. This prisoner that we're going to run across today is also a descendant of Joseph. This person is also ensnared by sin. And this person, Satan, wants to hold them to, to the point where they lose hope. Who do you think that person is? This is one of those times I'm actually asking the question. Who do you think the person is that God wants to keep enslaved by sin, that Satan wants to do his best to make them despair? It's you. You're, you're a prisoner. We're, we're prisoners. We're slaves to sin. From the moment that we are two cells big, we are sinners. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. And even once we are born, even if we try to not sin, we still do. And what's worse, everyone who makes a practice of sin is a slave to sin. So, let me ask you, what enslaves you? Is it food? Is it drugs? Is it illicit materials on the internet? Power? Technology? Relationships? Broken promises? The attention of others? The allure of things or something else? We're all prisoners. And yet, even as we are prisoners, we who are gathered here together today in this place have good news. Once you have been redeemed, once you have been given faith in baptism, you are no longer enslaved to sin. For if the Son sets you free, you will be freed indeed. And since you have been freed from sin, you now have hope in a new life. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of this flesh, you will live. 
And that's how you became a prisoner of hope. You became a prisoner of hope through the waters of baptism. And you continue to become a prisoner of hope every day through a twofold process. We learned it when we were brought up in the faith. It was called contrition and repentance. Contrition, that is being sorry for the sins that we commit, and repentance, that is turning back to Christ in hope, hope. He comes and he frees us from our sins. And what emerges in the place once in its place once we put our hope in Christ? A prisoner of hope. A prisoner who looks and trusts that Christ will rescue him. A prisoner who is, who is standing high upon a rock. A prisoner who looks forward to God restoring to him a double portion of blessing, not only in this life of the forgiveness of sins, but the blessings of life eternal with God. And that's exactly what happened earlier today in worship. We watched this change happen. Caden Furman came into this place as a prisoner of sin. He was stuck at the bottom of a waterless pit even though he didn't realize it. He had no hope and he was unable to rescue himself from eternal condemnation. And what happened? God took Caden out of the bottom of that waterless pit and he put him high upon a rock through the waters of baptism Caden died to sin and rose to the newness of life at the moment of his baptism Caden joined all of us here as the gates of heaven were opened to him Caden was welcomed into God's family through his son Caden joined us today as a prisoner of hope. Baptism changes the perspective on everything. And that's what I want you to see today. It didn't just happen for Caden today, because it happened for all of you too. You see, when we confessed our sins and when we were forgiven, we were given something to look forward to because we were forgiven our sins and the gates of heaven were open to us. So my request for you today, the one thing I plea more than anything else, do not spurn the gift of life that God has given to you. Put to death the things that imprison you here. Yes, technology may imprison you here. Yes, other things in this life may imprison you here. But give them up to Jesus. Put to death what imprisons you, whether it be sexual immorality or impurity or passion, evil desire, covetousness, idolatry, anger, wrath, malice, slander, or obscene talk. Put these things away. Show sorrow for them. Be contrite. And instead, return to the stronghold of your hope. Return to Christ. Bind yourself to Christ. Wear your faith. Hold on to it every single day. Let that forgiveness stream over you like water every day for everyone who thus purifies himself in Christ Jesus is pure as Jesus is pure. Casey and Danny, 
make sure you teach Caden that he is a prisoner of hope. And all of you, when you see each other committing sin, remind each other that you are a prisoner of hope and that Jesus can free you from your sins. Bind yourself to Christ. Hold on to the eternal promise in baptism and live out what Zechariah promised he would give, that God would give you throughout all your days. As for you, because of the blood of the covenant which is poured out on you in baptism, God sets you, the prisoners, free. God sets you, the prisoners, high upon a rock. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Return to Christ, and you will today and forever receive a double portion of all of God's goodness. To him alone be glory both now and forever. Amen.